What's happening, everyone? Welcome into a special edition of Final Whistle. Here I have one of my college buddies, Charlie Mule. He is now a media relations coordinator for the Washington football team. Charlie, I appreciate you taking some time out of your evening to take this interview on for me, one of your pals. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited and I'm excited to be here, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to what you got for me. So let's uh, fire away. And as and you know me, I do have a little bit of bias as a Washington fan. So this is I got a I got some questions, but we'll see. Hey man, we'll I gotta ask got. you though, what makes you a Washington fan? Well, so my dad actually grew up in uh, in the DC area for a little while when they were winning the Super okay. Bowls with uh, Theismann, Riggins, all of that. It was when, okay, they, so. when they were the when the, we had the hogs when we were known as the hogs. We're not really oh, the hogs. Oh man, no the hogs! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm still learning my history, but I got you. Yeah, so and then I'm the only uh, kid that he was able to conform into being a being a fan. I was the only one he was <laughs> able to get. The rest of the fam said, "No, nah, no, not a chance." <laughs> okay. Well, hey, I mean that's good. We'd like to have you here. So, of course, man. So I just want to get your uh, overall, what has been the experience like of working in an NFL organization like the Washington football team? Man, yeah, the NFL, the NFL is a different beast, man. I mean, you know, it's, it's Sundays, and it, but, you know, everybody sees the Sundays, but they don't see really like the Monday through Saturday aspect of it, which is like in the trenches grinding, you know, practicing most of the week and, you know, we're doing media availabilities and getting guys to do different obligations that they have to do and, you know, strategically doing different things. So it's, it's, it's just like, it's hard to explain, man. It's kind of surreal, you know, being around guys that you see on TV every day and, and, you know, it's a, it's a blessing and I'm very fortunate to have had the opportunity to do it. Uh, you know, even started in college with, you know, I seen the hall with you um, and now kind of, down here in, in, in Virginia, DC area, you know, it's, it's been, a, it's been a journey and this year specifically has been a lot different with, with COVID. Um, you know, everybody's made sacrifices, uh, whether you're equipment guy or a player or coach, you know, media guy, or, you know, everybody in the building, we're tested every single day. We've been tested every single day since June. Uh, um, so, you know, you have to go through that daily, that daily process and, you know, I haven't, you know, I haven't been home or anywhere to see my family. I haven't really seen anybody since, since I left in June to come back down here. So, you know, you make sacrifices and, and uh, you know, it, it feels good when you win, you know, it feels good when you win, but it's all part of the process and the journey. So, you know, it continues. Yeah. Picking back off of what you just said, how hard has it been on the players, the organization yourself without fans or limited fans in attendance at games and then having to be tense, tested constantly every day, like, as you mentioned. Yeah, man, it's weird. It's weird looking. I mean, for my, my specific role, I get to, like standing in the bench area during the game. So, you know, I'm down there. Uh, and, and last year when I was down there, you look up and you see 80,000 people screaming their heads off, having a good time in the stands, and it got loud, you know, and you noticed how loud it was. Sometimes you felt like it was shaking, you know, and, and to transition to this year where you look up and there's just nobody, or at some stadiums there's very few. Uh, when we were in Dallas for Thanksgiving, I mean, that kind of felt more normal just because they had the most fans there that we've had this year. But – you know, it, it's, it's unique. It's unique. And it's not something that you want to ever see again. You know, like you, you, you don't, you know, fans are a big aspect of the game. 
And I think everybody knows that. And, you know, even though they may be there cheering on the couches or watching on TV or whatever, like, it's just, it's not the same, not having them there. The guys, you know, feed off that energy and uh, you know, it's been different the testing process. I mean, first couple of weeks, I guess it was, it was inconvenient for us, but knowing how important it is to, to do those things, if you want to have a season, I mean, you you get over it pretty quickly. And uh, now just kind of being in that process of, you know, winding down towards it, but, understanding that we need to do this every day if we want to continue to go. Yeah. Did you guys, did your organization have stricter guidelines than the NFL had set? Did you guys have your own stuff set to make sure that you guys weren't breaking protocol and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, we had, we have a, an infectious control officer who's also our head trainer. Uh, his name is Ryan Vermillion and he's done a really, really great job as, as well as coach Rivera has just kind of keeping the, the players and everybody kind of involved to buy into it. And, you know, we have different ways you can walk around the facility. We also have different tiers. So, you know, there's tier one and tier two who are the people that are around, you know, the players the most. And then there's tier three, who's like a different side, isolated side of the building. Um, you know, so you can look at that tier two, but th- you know, it, it's, it's different, but again, like if you buy into it and you really, I personally believe that the team that's going to come out on top is going to be the team that stays the healthiest. And, you know, and I mean, as you look around the league, you see different outbreaks and different teams and you just try and avoid situations like that and do what you can to, to help out, you know? So on a daily basis, I mean, I go to work, I live like 10 minutes down the road. I go to work, get the work done, you know, try and work out or whatever it may be, get in the car and come right back here. You know, I don't, you know, we don't mess around and go out to eat or, you know, I try and limit all, all contact. I gotcha. I gotcha. So this is a interesting week for the for the football team as they we have a chance to have an opportunity to win the division this week if you guys uh, handle business against Carolina. I know the Carolina game was just moved back to the afternoon time slot, so you guys will know the result of Baltimore versus New York beforehand. Baltimore, if uh, New York needs to lose and Washington needs to win to be able to clinch the division, what has been the motivation so far this week for the guys and throughout the season? Yeah, man. I, I mean, Coach Rivera is really kind of praised and, and the whole organization's kind of bought into just one day at a time. And I mean, especially in these crazy times, you don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. So I know like, you know, a lot of guys have been saying in their interviews that it's kind of like they're just looking at practice tomorrow, you know, just trying to take it literally one day at a time. And we know we're playing Carolina and that's Coach Rivera's old team there. So, you know, I'm sure there's a little extra buzz made about it, but really it's just one day at a time. It's still a football game at the end of the day. And you know, the preparation that goes into it for everybody in the organization remains the same. Yeah. And then there's the p- potential of you guys actually finishing under 500 if, uh, and to be able to potentially win the division. Does that affect the guys in any way, having a losing record and potentially being the, I know you said one day at a time, but still, that's got to linger a little bit being one of those handful of teams. Hey man, you don't, you don't pick what division you play in. You don't pick who you play. So at the end of the day, I mean, whatever it takes to, to get in, we'll, we'll take it. I mean, if you were to say that, you know, the team was going to, you know, sign up to be, you know, at the, end of the, at the end of the year, you could be three games over 500 but finish second in the division, or you can be two games under 500 and win the division, you know, I mean, take the division. I mean, that's just – that's my personal philosophy. But, you know, if you got, if you got to win, if you win's a win. You know, I mean, obviously you want to be above 500 and everything you do, but, you know, we're, we're focusing on – having the opportunity to close out, you know, we got two games left. Maybe, maybe we pull out both of them and finish at 500. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's obviously a lot being said about the NFC East and how it hasn't been as good of a division, but, you know, we don't really pay much attention to that. I think, 
I think it's, you know, it, it, it has good wins. Uh, it had, it had a tough, a lot of tough, uh, tough opponents. You know, we, we played, uh, you know, Pittsburgh and some of these teams, I know Pittsburgh lost last night, but uh, you know, but we were the first team to beat them. So I, I think we might've broke them a little bit, but no, I, mean, uh, I, I think, you know, I think it's, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then um, we, you guys, you've mentioned coach Rivera a number of times already. What has his aura been in the locker room with the battling cancer and now still be coaching at the same time, now beating cancer. How what what is the organization being able to rally in the around him? And what is his what is his overall motivation every day? It is it's kind of funny, man. I, I see him uh I see him a lot, you know, throughout the day and 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 uh his presence is just felt immediately. He's kind of like Alex Smith in a sense, too. Alex Smith and, and Coach Rivera, you can say the same things, like just the way that they go about their business and you know, he was doing chemo treatments and there was a, a period uh, during during a game. I think it was against the Ravens earlier in the year where, you know, he was he was struggling, man. He was struggling and like he's still out there coaching. And like when you look at that and you look at guys that are looking at that and you see like what this guy's going through and how he's still preparing and still coaching and watching film and doing everything he can. It really motivates you just naturally, because when you when you look at somebody that's struggling, you're like, man, if they can go throughout their day and they're not pouting or crying or you know, whining or whatever. I don't want to curse on you. I don't know if I can curse on here, but it's all right, you know, go ahead. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's motivating. It's, it's personally motivating. Uh, you know, even for, even for me, who's a PR guy, I mean, you look at that, you're like, okay, like if he's out here and he can stand out here and handle it, like we, we got to execute everything we have to execute, you know, media wise, like we, we got to be able to do these things. And it's the same thing with Alex. I mean, to see Alex come in, every day unsure of what the future held and just the, the progress and the process that he goes through each day, whether it's working out or being present in the locker room or, you know, I mean, it's still kind of crazy. You look at that guy and you're like, damn, man, that's Alex Smith. Like you, like, you know, you watch him growing up and now you're kind of working, but you see, you see the process and to get back onto the field, it's just been, it's been surreal to see. So it's motivating just seeing those two um, work every day and, and coach Rivera specifically just, come in here and obviously have a lot of things to deal with. And he just, you know, he continues to, to put, to put everybody in a good position. So uh, it, it's been a pleasure with him. Yeah. How crazy is Alex Smith's work ethic in comparison to everyone else? Cause he's got to do about 10 <clears throat> times probably as much more. Well, yeah. I mean, like, everybody, every, everybody works hard. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody works hard. Alex, Alex is a pro, right. I mean, I worked in New York as an, as an intern and, and got to kind of see the insides of Eli Manning the way he worked before he retired. And like, they're the same person, you know, a quarterback is that guy that, that leads and, and has to put the work in. And Alex is a guy that's the first in the facility and the last out, you know, whether it's film study or handling his media, he doesn't like to waste time. He doesn't, you know, doesn't sit in the locker room on his phone very often. It's kind of like, come in, do what he's got to do, move on to the next thing. And it's all scheduled for him. It's all time oriented and schedule oriented. So he, you know, he's, He's been a pleasure. He's been a pleasure to be around and, and, and just motivating from, from the start. Absolutely. And then you guys have uh, hired Jason Wright uh, recently. What has been his philosophy coming in, especially when you guys have set in stone that he's going to focus only on the business side while Coach Rivera is going to focus on the football side? Yeah, Jason, Jason's been, been a little bit of a breath of fresh air for us. I think uh, I don't personally work with him uh, that much just because I'm on the football side. But, you know, his office is kind of right next to mine or, you know, I share an office with another person in the department. So, 
um, you know, we, we, we hear him, we see him, uh, you know, we talk to him, we laugh at him, kind of things like that. He, uh, he's going to, he's going to put some things in place, hopefully that, that uh, really, really propel us. He's already started the, the communication tactics and things internally that have been much better than, than they have in the past. So, you know, he, he's, he's a very nice guy as far as the interactions I've had with him. And I'm, you know, looking forward to seeing, you know, what else he does. Absolutely. And does, so how's that working at the moment? If, uh, if you could explain it a little bit better for the non-persons that really understand it. Yeah, I will. But I mean, I, I keep looking at your wreath, man. Did you hang that yourself or like what? It's my mom, my mom hung it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Christmas so decorations, my, I, bro. Oh, it's funny. I, I see like the legs and the body. I don't see many hips on that. Santa, yeah, it's, it's a little Santa right there. Yeah, yeah. See, I, 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 I wanted I to make sure I had the whole Christmas feel for you while yeah, I came you know, on, you know? See, that's good because I, I mean, my apartment doesn't have many. I just figured, you know what, man, if I hang up my stuff, I'm not going to be able to take it down. Like I'm, uh, you know, it'd be more of a process taking it down. It'll be up in June still looking at the tree. So, but uh, no, man, yeah, it, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, Jason's pretty much head of business, you know, team president business side and does, you know, charitable work and a lot of HR things and, you know, the, like the business side of a company. So like what the way I look at it is, is the Washington football team has, the, the football side, which is the players, the personnel, you got video scouting, equipment, trainers, strength staff, uh, football PR, which is where we fall under. Um, you know, you got like operations, obviously everything that says, sets up hotels, all those types of things for the football team. And then you got Jason, who's more business oriented, which would just be like a regular company, right? Like HR things and, and how you can best put the company in, in, in the best light. So, you know, it's, it's pretty much like Jason and Ron coexist under the owner. Um, and you know, they, they have a good, uh, as far as I know, their relationship is pretty decent. And, you know, like I said, I don't know much about the upper, upper inner workings yeah, yeah. because I'm still, you know, I'm still a little guy, but, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's kind of where it stands. Yeah. And, um, and the team has now called the Washington football team from the Washington Redskins. I do have to ask, what has been your guys' message to the Washington fan base to, about the, the whole process of changing the name and even like being the Washington football team now, especially from the legacy and of the history that was the Washington Redskins? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I mean, growing up a Giants fan, I'm not too in depth. I'm still not overly in depth with the history of the Washington team. Um, I'm still learning every day. I mean, you know, you, you, you have, you know, you brought up the hogs. I know the hogs and, and the, you know, the things that were going on then um, Joe Theismann, obviously, and all those things, I'm sure that the, the, there's a sentimental value to history. Like there is everywhere. Um, but as far as this, this name is concerned, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, we just, we just removed the, uh, a part of the name, right? So our name is the Washington football team, but essentially it used to be the Washington Redskins football team. So if you just take out Redskins, you're still the Washington football team. And I've kind of liked the classic look. I mean, this is just me personally. I mean, I like, you know, I like the, the classic feel to it. I think a lot of, you know, people have went into it, but you got to give our, you know, our, our, our marketing and, and other departments in that business side credit for really like rebranding. I mean, man, when it, when it went down, it was right kind of before training camp. So like there was a lot of work that needed to be done. And most, you know, most of the time, I don't know, 
I'm sure you saw like the Cleveland Indians have decided like they're going to get rid of the Indians. Yeah, they're going to keep it for now, though. Right. So they're going to keep it for a year, which then buys them like the time to be able to rebrand and then have a name set as opposed to like, you know, not. And that was kind of like one of the things is like normally you get that year or two years to fully rebrand and we had to do it in about three months. So, you know, it's, it's different. I like it. Uh, I haven't really paid overly much attention to it just because once you get in the flow of the season, you, you know, your, your main goal is to just knock everything out that you're supposed to do. And, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure in the off season, there'll be more spec, you know, speculation on if there's going to change or not. But again, those, those, those discussions are over my head. So. So you can't, you can't, uh, you don't know anything about the process going on right now. If there is a process. No, I mean, it's, uh, look, I wish, I wish I did. I wish I did, but no, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I don't really know what goes on in terms of that. That's more business, man. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, no, I understand. I'm sure, I'm sure there's, I'm sure they're working hard on it though. And I hope, you know, I hope that whatever, whatever it amounts to people like, that's all I hope. I'll tell you right now, if we make the playoffs, it'll be the Washington football team <laughs> for the next five years. That's for yeah, sure. Man. We'll see. I mean, geez, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We're listen, man. We're hoping we're, 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 uh, we're hoping here. We're hoping. So I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this week's, uh, this week's mm. game just because uh, it's exciting to play meaningful games, man. I mean, when you look at <clears throat> kind of where we were last year, we finished three and 13. Like you're, you're, when you're out of it, like week 12, week 13, there's no shot, you, you know, mm-hmm. and you still got to travel. You still got to go through the Like, you know, you got to go through the processes of these games and, you know, it's really kind of amounting to, do you want to even win or do you want the draft pick or, you know, do you want to do this or that? So it's kind of like, playing in meaningful games in December. It's like, it's exciting. I wish the fans were there because it would be rocking, but you know, we know they're watching from home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to transition to some, uh, some stuff that's been breaking the past couple of days. I don't know if I'm, I'm a, I don't know if you can comment on it or not, but I'm still going to ask as the journalist okay. I am. So uh, there was a leaked photo about Dwayne Haskins about being at a strip club. I don't know if you're allowed to comment or whatnot. So I'm just going to ask, what if can you give me anything? No. Okay, I understand. No, I re- I really can't. It's not a no comment, but uh, I, uh, I I no, I can't. All right, and then um, there was another story addressed today about Dan Snyder uh, with the uh, the lawsuit uh, paying over. A, a some amount of money that was pretty ridiculous. Are you allowed to? I'm assuming that's a no too. Yeah, I, I mean, man, I I'm so still like just in the beginning of yeah. No, of my, I, and, you I know just I mean? had to ask like, the question. Yeah, no, I know, I know, and I get it. It's no, I uh, I I don't know really anything about it to be mm-hmm. honest. I, I okay, uh, you know, my my uh, my yeah my my focus right now and like what I do know is that we have to kind of line up different players to do different things tomorrow and this week before the game media wise, um, you know, production meetings, some in-house media, and then, you know, regular uh, media stuff like that's kind of what I, I work with. So right. I, uh, right now, I don't know, you know, just, just sit tight on it. I, I understood. So what has been your, so I got some, what has been your greatest uh, media piece that you've done so far with the team? Mm, man. I tell you what, the, the Good Morning Football is always fun. Um, so, you know, I, Good Morning Football is on NFL Network. I mean, look, every everything you set up throughout the season is is really cool because you know you get 
you get your, you know, you get your, your guys that are kind of at the top who are requested a lot, Terry McLaurin, Chase Young, Alex Smith, you know, those types of guys. And then you got your, your guys that, you know, are, are a little bit less, but have big games and have played big. Like our entire D line has been really good, man. I mean, those, those guys have been balling. So it, it's, it's fun to see everything come to fruition, but the, you know, some of the craziest, I guess, parts of, of it is when we work from home and you, you know, you get a guy up on an interview or something and you're sitting at home and you're, I'm like sitting on a couch where I am right now. And I look at the TV and the guy's up there kind of talking and you're like, wow, like you just like you played a role in that. And now this is on TV. Like this is kind of crazy, you know, or, you know, if you if you write a press release or some sort and it's like a breaking news release or something. And all of a sudden NFL Network and ESPN have picked it up and you're like, hey, that, that came from my computer that's right next to me on this couch. So, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of a really cool experience uh, to think that way. I mean, yeah, they're all great. Uh, you know, one of the fun ones we just had was uh, we had Chase Young do an interview with Michael Irvin mm-hmm. uh, on NFL Network pregame. I think it was – I think it aired this past Sunday, uh, just talking about kind of his first year and, and, you know, how he's grown and different things like that. So, that one was cool, man. You get to see – obviously, it's all Zoom. It's all virtual this year. So there's no really in-person stuff, but it's it makes it harder to set up. Because uh, you got to get guys to get on laptops and get phones, and you know you run around doing everything digitally. But yeah, man, I mean that one that one was cool. I don't really know if I have a fit. The best ones come after you win. So so when you do an on field interview, you know after the, bro- the broadcast is wrapping up, and you get a guy to to do the on field interview with Pam Oliver. So that's when those are the best because you just you know you just got to win. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, my last question is what what would you say to the aspiring uh collegiate uh, let's say you back in college what would you say to yourself uh back in the day to get right now where you are <laughs> i'd probably say man what are you crazy no uh i i, I mean i think uh, it's, it's hard to it's hard to do um it's hard to work in sports man like it, you know opportunities are obviously limited and you know there's a lot Actually, of competition yeah and that's what i was you know with COVID, I mean, the best, the biggest thing is you just can't get discouraged. I mean, you, you know, it only takes one. So if you, if you apply to seven, 10, 20, 50 jobs, right. And they're all denials, but that 51st one's a yes. None of those 50 matter. You know, like you, you can't get discouraged. You can't ever really stop pushing. I think, uh, you know, there were times in college where I was a little crazy. I think people thought, or at least some of my friends are like, man, what the hell are you doing? Like, do you, you know, do you ever like stop? And I think hard work does pay off. Um, but for those people that do have, in, you know, internships and, and have worked with, you know, companies and things like that, it, the biggest advice I give is just to keep in touch with those people. Um, you know, the, the reason why I have a job down here, I interned with the Giants in 2016 and, and one of my fellow interns, uh, you know, is now my boss here. Uh, you know, we worked together and he was a little bit older, um, but I was, you know, he was out of school. I was a junior, I think. And I kept in touch with him just as much as I kept in touch with the full-time people that were there at the time and keeping in touch with not just the full-time people, but everybody that you work with, whether it's an intern, an assistant, you know, somebody that you've had interactions with, you have to keep in touch with those people because you never know where they're going to end up. And if they end up somewhere with an opening or they, you know, they have an opportunity or they know some, you never know. So don't just, you know, don't just talk to the people that are above you and, 
and, you know, the bosses and the directors and everybody else, talk to the people that you're working with because you're not competing. You guys are getting experience together, you know, so always, always keep in touch with everybody and just be as open as you can be to, to relocation and, and to experience. I think that's the biggest thing. Without a doubt. Well, Charlie, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your evening to talk to me. I know you've got a little it's bit hot. of a hectic schedule heading into potentially a division <laughs> crown. Hey. So thanks for coming yeah, you, on. I miss you, man. So yeah, man. Well. When, when you asked me, when you asked me to come on, I was like, man, he wants to talk to me. Man, I, I don't know why he wants hey, to talk man. to me. Hey, man. Yo, right. you should you gotta watch the pod. I've been running through Seton Hall, guys. <laughs> hey, hey, man. I got <laughs> yeah you know what I, you know i did see i did see one i, I don't remember exactly when or who what uh, i don't i'm not oh I, I saw piersos i saw john piersos was on and that and i was like oh okay so i gave him a list and i ended up texting him and was like oh man i just saw you but i uh, mean i appreciate i appreciate you having me on man i like the christmas decorations and i'm wishing uh you guys a happy healthy holiday season obviously and stay safe um, and look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, absolutely, my man. A happy holidays to you, too. Hopefully, you'll be celebrating on Sunday. <laughs> following protocol, though, of celebration of following protocol. Hopefully, it'll be a good celebration as a, as a Washington fan myself, so. Yeah, there you go. Hey, just just make sure everybody masks up, man. We got it. We got we're, we're getting absolutely. through this thing. We're almost uh, we're almost to the, to the end. So just just follow the right protocols, man. I mean. If NFL guys can do it, or at least most guys can do it, just 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 keep just keep keep on doing it, and we'll get through it all. Absolutely. Well, th this was a special edition of Final Whistle. Have a good evening, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day.